But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WHUTs after further review. Back to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, back at it again. Now we're going to talk a little bit about some football. Championship weekend. Yeah, that happened. And we'll start with the NFC Championship game. Now, that was, I think that was the, the, the best game of, of the whole weekend, actually. A lot of drama with it. There was, but he, there, there's a lot to take away from this. What? Is, <laughs> is, is Brady now the GOAT? I am one that has said, and I still maintain, that Tom Brady is the GOAT. He's How, been in, can you believe he's been in 18% of Super Bowls? He's been in 10 Super Bowls. Yeah. He's only been 55. He's been in 10 of them. That is something. But here, here's what I take away from this. Everyone will look at and say, oh, Tom, everyone will fawn over Brady going to his 10th Super Bowl. When in reality, he was not that great on Sunday. He threw a couple picks. I know that. The second half, he was downright awful through, through what, 7 out of 15, three picks in the second half. But did he get the W? I mean, yeah, he did, and that ultimately is what matters. Exactly. But the other thing, too, is Aaron Rodgers practically turned into a pumpkin in that game. Explain how. I mean, he didn't... I mean, I will say the Green Bay giving up that touchdown to Scott Miller, who's a Mac player who played for BGSU, that school down south. Um, in cover zero, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and move. as a result, Mike Patton has been fired. Yeah, Mike Patton was also the Cleveland Caval- or Cleveland Browns head coach at one. Yes, I do remember that. Was he with the Lions for a minute? I don't think so. Oh, okay, but he was. I know he was with the Bills. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't he get fired. Yeah. <laughs> so we all, yeah, I mean, he got fired for that. I mean, you don't. I mean, look in that situation, eight seconds to go in the half. They got have. Uh, Play prevent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got a minimum, at worst case scenario, you hold them to a field goal. Okay. So, I mean, that's on. And also, I don't get why when you're down eight points and need a touchdown late in the game, why are you taking the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, Matt LaFleur? Think he overthinks the game? Like, you know, McVeigh said that when he went to the Super Bowl, you know, LaFleur, LaFleur and him – Great young coaches, but sometimes you kind of just overthink the game. And what have we said on this show? And I've learned this as a coach: talent wins the games. You need to get if you want to win, you need to get the ball in the talent's hands so they exactly. You let Aaron Rodgers make a play because he's going to be the MVP this year. And and even on that third, even that third down forehand, I mean, he could have took off and ran and gotten in there or made it much closer, but 
he didn't. Because some people didn't like the fact that LaFleur went with the field goal instead of trying to get the points. That's exactly my point. Why That point... I mean, look, you're down eight. You need a touchdown. And plus, your defense had been pretty bad that day. But think of it this way. Because the Bears were in this a lot where they went for field goals. And sometimes it's rather, would you rather get points than have no points? Well, I, I mean, look, I, I understand getting points, but also. When it's a point where you have to get a touchdown, you go you go for it. And also the whole early on going for two chasing, that I don't I don't agree with chasing points that early. Mm-hmm. So why not? I mean look, you're because so if you're playing a team like Kansas City, you're gonna have to chase points. But I mean like again against Tampa, I mean you're down Huh, you're down enough. At the point where you get, where if you kick the extra point, okay, you get within four, and then you just obviously you know, a touchdown, kick another extra point, you're up by three. So then, of course, field goal to tie it. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of chasing points early. I mean, if it's late in the game and you need a two point conversion, that's the time you go for it, right? But also. And with the way this has gone, I guess there's a, been a lot flying around that Aaron Rodgers is going to want out of Green Bay. Well, I mean, here's I'm not the saying thing. Here, here's, here's the thing. And you got to be media savvy about this, and you learn this as you do these press conferences. And I hate it when they do this a lot of times. You go and you ask these guys right after the game. It's highly emotional. You just lost. Especially in pro sports, after you've been in it for years, like Aaron Rodgers, he knows how difficult it is. This is the back-to-back years he's gotten to the NFC Championship game. He's come up, fallen up short. Um, he's won one Super Bowl, but that was like almost ten years ago. So now, the time—let's be honest—the time is ticking. It's ticking for him, and at that point, you're all up in your feelings. You do realize in the NFL, it's a business. The roster changeover is is a lot. I mean, you, you because of how there's non-guaranteed contracts, all these incentives, who to pay, who not to pay, probably because of him and his good contract that he signed, he knows the possibility that guys that are probably getting less notoriety but have big roles on the team, you might be losing. And that might be one less opportunity to get back to the NFC Championship game, which gives you one less opportunity to probably get to a Super Bowl. So he's gonna he's gonna say stuff like that and 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 and, and I think sometimes and Mark Schlerer said it on 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 the on Colin Cowherd's show. Sometimes when you ask questions like that, you need to give the player at least a week to reflect, and you'll get a probably a different answer. And I'm sure if someone asks Aaron Rodgers the same question now or next week, you'll probably have a different answer. But at that time, you're in the moment of of, of basically losing, and all types of things are going through your head. What could I have done better to win the game? And Man, you know, they really went out and because a lot of people admitted that they a lot of the players were trying to do it for Aaron. I mean, let's face it. So, I mean, that's just where it is. I don't really think he's going anywhere. Um, one guy that is going to be leaving, we already know that, and that's uh, Deshaun Watson. But other than that, we'll stay on with the, the Packers and and, and Buccaneer story here. Yeah, and of, and of course, as we transition to the AFC Championship game between the Bills and Chiefs. That one, 
This one I thought was going to be a little bit more high scoring, mm-hmm. but the Chiefs ended up uh, boat racing the Bills in the second quarter, outscoring them twenty-one to three, and that was pretty much the game. Right. Hey, but Pat, I mean, I think everyone was making a deal about oh, Patrick Mahomes has got turf toe; he can't. But he still went out uh, through went twenty-nine to thirty-eight, three twenty-five, three touchdowns, no picks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and but I think the I think the Bills is just may more just got caught up in the moment. They realized, oh my God, we're in the we're one game away from the Super Bowl, and then they were in big moments like that. You got you can't you can't let it get to you, and I think that's kind of what got them. And well, it's almost like with Kansas City. Think about it; they've gone to the Super Bowl what twice? Yeah, but they've been to three conference championships. Remember, they lost. To Brady, who got to the Super Bowl a couple of seasons ago, now they're going against Brady in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but all I think also going going into this Super Bowl, I mean, obviously we're gonna end up saying who we think probably end up previewing this game next week. But I'd say early indications are. There's people saying, well, Brady's going to waltz his way to his seventh because both starting tackles from the Chiefs aren't going to play. Mitchell Schwartz has been out for a long time. He's nowhere close to returning. And, of course, during the championship game, Eric Fisher blew his Achilles. So now you got backup tackles going against Tampa's pass rush. Mm-hmm. So now that I think that's going to make life much more difficult for Mahomes. think so. Yeah, I mean that's the early indication right now. I think we're gonna we'll probably talk about this more next week if we can have David on so we can get his take on it. Right. So but of course this is also gonna be the first time where a team will play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Which would be be a cool effect. Yeah. It is. Home stadium in your own locker room and I th- I'm not. I think they are going to allow some limited fans there. Yes, they are. They are going to allow limited fans there. Yeah, which a lot of actually, if you notice, uh, Australia had fans at the Australian Open for a Serena Williams match with no masks. Wow. <laughs> but I've heard in Australia the, the the COVID regulations are very strict. So and they've had very low numbers there. So that's why. Um, and also, I believe too, with them being down under, they're in their summertime. Whereas it's winter here, so they're more outdoors. But yes, they are. They they actually almost had like a full capacity crowd with people with no masks on. So I think as twenty twenty one goes on, besides probably Michigan playing sports, <laughs> people are going to start letting limited fans come into the into the place, especially also with the vaccine too as well. Yeah, but of course a few. Uh, Few other things around the NFL. Hold on, hold on. What is the what is the line for the Super Bowl? Did they have they have they put out a line yet? I believe it's Chiefs minus three and a half. So that's according to Bet MGM. So three in the hook. Would you take it? They got to win by four points or more with three in the hook. I don't like when they put the hook in there. That, 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 eh. I haven't really made up my mind as to what I'm going to do yet in terms of betting. Mm-hmm. So we'll just see how this week goes. Mm-hmm. But other stuff going on around the NFL. Well, I mean, you mentioned Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I guess they, I guess the uh, their front Nick Casario. And, By the way, the Pro Bowl has been canceled. Yeah, we knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> hey, I just let you know. 
Nick Casario, their GM, and the new head coach, David Culley, which I think is not the... There's a lot of people who don't like this hire. Was the receivers coach the Ravens? He's been coaching in the NFL for 30 years, never been a coordinator, just kind of been more of a positions coach. He is a black head coach, but he has experience in the NFL. He's just never been a head coach. Yeah, because I guess, I guess everybody wanted Eric Bieniemy. However, everybody wanted Eric the Bieniemy. But I mean, one thing I did here is it sounds like Bieniemy may end up taking over in Kansas City when Andy Reid retires. Could be. I, I think I can believe was, that there was a mix of things. I think with Kansas City still going farther in the playoffs, a lot of teams at this point they want to get their whole they want to get their GM and their staff together because one, I believe the combine is what the underwear bowl is in a few weeks. Um, you got to start looking at draft prospects. You got the Senior Bowl coming up. I mean, you, you got to get a coach in there, and you, you you can't be just waiting around for being me to become the coach. Because let's face it, you wait around, and other coaches are getting gobbled up, and then let's say he says no to the situation, now you're screwed. So I think a lot of teams had to just take the initiative and hire what they can get. Um, I do know that you know that people talk about the race issue and everything like that. I, I think that's a little sprinkled in in there, but at the same time, sometimes there's a relatability issue. And for me, if they're black head coaches, I want them to go to a good situation where they can see, succeed, not go somewhere where it's a dumpster fire and it's just you look like crap, and then you you basically get fired. But at the same time, I think the enemy going far with Kansas City, I think kind of did put a little bit of a crimp in his chances of getting a head coaching job at some of these other places. They just had to make a decision. They did it, and they went on with it. And, you know, sometimes things happen for a reason. And maybe if Coach Reed retires in a year or two, he gets that. That's a great situation for him because he's got a franchise quarterback, and he already knows how to call plays. We know it. So that would be good for him. Um, What about your boy? Well, look, I – I know I was one of the people that thought the Dan Campbell press conference was kind of a joke. No, nah, you weren't the only one. I was one, too. Yeah. It was a joke. <laughs> it but, was a joke. But it's what he's done since then and what the front office has done that's kind of making me think, okay, maybe this could end up working. Because look who he's brought in. Mm-hmm. Brought in Anthony Lynn to be the offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's a good yeah. hire. Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought I've always thought Anthony Lynn was a very good play caller. Good play caller. Now, coach, not, game, game managing, man, game management. He did not he did not excel with when he was with the Chargers. But mm-hmm. now he doesn't have to worry about managing the game. That is true. And I really like that hire. Deuce Staley, running backs Deuce. coach, who I I actually do I remember his playing days too. Mm-hmm. So we'll give a, we'll give him a round of applause for that one. I really that's a very that's a good hire. There as well. Um, I think I don't remember if they brought in Aaron Glenn to be the defensive coordinator or not. Mm-hmm. I know they brought uh, Dom Capers in to be a defensive assistant, which right. I I saw a lot of people kind of poo pooing that. I was like, oh my god, he was so awful as a defensive coordinator. The guy's been coaching for over forty years. He's brought in as an assistant. He's not going to have any. He just just basically giving a little advice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got he's got a suit. He won a Super Bowl with the Packers mm-hmm. a long time ago. So I mean, he's got experience. Speaking of the experience, they bring in John Dorsey in the front office, a guy who's got an eye for talent, mm-hmm. and also bring in uh, Ray Agnew from the Rams, who was a who was to be the assistant GM. I think that's more Brad Holmes wanting to have one of his guys there with him. 
I think that's a good move as well. Right. And another guy from the Rams they brought in, Aubrey Pleasant, the defensive to be the defensive backs coach. Mm-hmm. That's another great hire too. So they're bring, they're actually bringing in guys who are experienced, have been around, have been successful. Also, maybe this is a sign that things are finally going to get going in the right direction. Now, again, I'll say. I'll believe it when I see it because, again, this is a team owned by the Ford family, and we all know how their track record has been. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, at least you when when you look at who, but again, you look at who's getting brought in. At least kind of gives you a sign, say, okay, maybe they are starting to get this right. Now, the other thing too is the Matt Stafford trade, right? Which I guess uh, I say. It should have happened sooner, but, you know, it's good that it is happening because, again, Matt Stafford's 33 years old. Right. And for him to not be on a winning team is an abomination, right? if you ask me. And there are plenty of teams that are looking for a quarterback. I've heard the Colts are going to be wanting him because Mm -hmm. Phillip Rivers is gone. And I think the Colts, the way their roster is constructed, if they get – they're a, they're a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. Who the Colts are? Yes, they are. Deshaun Watson, if he goes there, they, you know. well, Deshaun Watson. It sounds like that Houston said that they're not trading him. Right. You know, they're they're going to let him know. No, no. You, and and he signed the contract extension, so he's kind of stuck. Well, yeah. So I mean, the Colts will be a destination. I've heard San Francisco wants him. Mm-hmm. I did say the other day. I was talking to a couple. Well, the people I said keep an eye on the L.A. Rams, mm-hmm. and it sounds like they're that that chatter has heated up a little bit that the Rams might be in on Stafford. I mean, given the fact that Brad Holmes was there, he's probably still got a few connections with Les Snead, right? And plus, I think they're starting to get tired of Jared Goff. They're realizing, okay, he can't win here, here. But what is it? But what does it mean for the Lions' starting quarterback? I th- I mean Mel Kiper's latest mock has them taking Justin Fields at seven overall. Uh, I don't think Fields would start in year one. I think they possibly bring in a veteran to be a stopgap guy. Mm-hmm. They say somebody like a Tyrod Taylor would be an ideal option, given the fact that he worked with Lynn in L.A. So there, it seems like like there's there's a lot of change going on. Um, some of it I has been a good has been a lot of good moves and it kind of lessens the bad taste of that uh, introductory press, press conference. Time. Well, yeah. I give Dan Campbell at least credit. He's he's leading a, a team with surrounding smart guys around. Exactly. Him. He's not trying to be the guy or have the ego. It's like all right, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm like, gonna I'm surround gonna... myself with talented people. Hopefully, lets those talented people do what they do. So that it could be the betterment of of the team and be collaborative. I think that's probably where would hurt Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia came in there and had the arrogant ego because he was from the Patriots and the Patriot way, and we did all this winning and stuff like that. And he wanted to come in there and kind of just dictate to people like, "Well, I've done it this way with the New England," and it's like, no. A lot of times, a good leader, you're gonna have to you know surround yourself with people that not yes people. Don't get you the yes people. The yes people will be your downfall. But get people that know what they're doing. Let them expand on their talent. You can learn from them. They can learn from you. And when you have a more of a collaborative effort, 
uh, you you can you can succeed more. So it looks like Campbell kind of screwed up with with the press conference. Maybe we could give him a mulligan because this is his first time coaching. Um, but then again, though, there is the Ford family dynamic with the Lions where they're going to find a way to screw it up <laughs> and waste people's careers. They wasted Barry Sanders' career. They wasted Calvin Johnson's career. And they've wasted and Matt, Matt Stafford's, Stafford's career. career. Yeah, just a total waste. Yeah. So predictions on the Super Bowl as we wrap this up. I've it's one I've gone back and forth on. I mean, one minute I might lean Chiefs because of Mahomes, but then there's other times where I say, you know what? Both of his starting tackles are out. One with the Achilles injury, I believe. Yeah, Eric Eric Fisher blew his Achilles during the game and Mitchell Schwartz is nowhere close to returning to play. Mm. So and so does Brady get lucky again? You know, Brady gets lucky in these games. Okay, that that okay. Seven out of ten Super Bowls is pretty good if he win if he wins. I mean, okay. The the thing I say to people bitching about, oh, Tom Brady is the luckiest son of a bitch ever in the history of the Super Bowl. Look, has he had breaks go his way? Yes. And I he hasn't know. had breaks go his way. I mean, uh, yeah. Tyree catching the ball off the helmet yeah. against the team that was but undefeated is, the whole season. That's but not this, a lucky this break. is what I say. And I mean, I wish we could cue up the life lesson music Here for this go. because Here this go. would be a perfect one. And I have preached said life lesson before. Maybe I've done it on this show. Maybe I haven't. I don't know. But you're good. Y'all are going to hear it again because it needs to be said. So, so why is it a life lesson? I wonder because. It doesn't matter what you do. If it, in sports or even in life, you are going to get breaks that go your way. As long as you work hard. You're right. You're hey, totally at, right. at times. Right. But the onus is on you to take advantage of said breaks. So, yeah, Tom Brady may have gotten breaks in Super Bowls. Well, he also was a sixth-round pick and looked like a, basically an average athlete that yeah. you probably see at a rec league. Yeah, he got he got his breaks in playoff games and Super Bowls, but you know what? It was up to him to take advantage of them, and he did that. So that's that's going to be life lesson number twelve fifty five from after further review. No, well, that is a good life lesson. He he's putting himself in those situations where obviously he's been able to succeed now. If he had has the, had the tuck rule, um but then again, he the, the I think the one Super Bowl he really got beat in where he didn't get a lucky break was the Eagles. They they beat him. They beat uh, him. Yeah, they de- the de- the defense got shredded. Right, That's right. not on Brady. And the second time they played the Giants, that that was the Giants played really well on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, now he did also get lucky with the Seahawks and their bad play calling. Instead of just getting the the ball to the beast, Marshawn Lynch, and then going in for the touchdown. So I think two Super Bowls he was in, he got on both ends of the luck of the draw. The Giants won the first time. T- David Tyree with the catch uh, that was unlucky, and then. He got lucky with Seahawks' bad play calling. And, I mean, you could also point to that first Super Bowl where Asante Samuel dropped a sure interception. True. Yeah. And in the early years, too, Tom Brady wasn't the, the, the GOAT that he is now. He was just understanding the game. Oh, well, once again, another good show, Frank. What do you, what do you got on, on the docket this weekend? It's going to be snow. 
Yeah. Snow later on. Unfortunately, I got to work. Got to work on Sunday. And then next week it's more more work and hopefully we'll <laughs> more get more work. Now you, you how how you liking the job? Oh, I'm enjoying it very much. Okay. So and then hopefully we'll get news that high school sports does resume or yes. is going to get a green light. But you, you better again. It's I'll be- common sense. No, stop the politics, Michigan. Just stop the politics. Thank you. And that, that's about it. Just work, work. I thought you worked Sunday through Wednesday. I do. Mm. Oh, okay, and then you get Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, that's a pretty good weekend gig there, and you could do your ref. Are you refereeing? No, I won't have any officiating till March when baseball rolls around. Man, Michigan might shut that down. Wouldn't surprise me if they did. Oh, at least we learned on this show today that you're a horrible free throw shooter. You can't dunk, but you did run track in high school, and you're a hell of a DJ. <laughs> that is very true. And sometimes you do get kids out of. Running with your free throw shooting. Yeah. You said you have concrete for feet. Yeah. And we learned about Michigan football or our Michigan high school winter sports. Also, we learned a little bit about um, the Red Wings, the Russian Five. Talked about you a little bit of your power play and then talked about the hire of Dan Campbell. Didn't have David on here today. He's probably doing Lordy things because he does the Lordy, the Lord's duty, so to speak, as he's a pastor. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. And hopefully Michigan Sports is started up. For Frank and David, I'm Derek Lawson. This has been a presentation of WHUT's After Further Review. We'll see you on the other side, either on our podcasts or live on the Facebook page or just follow us on Twitter, AFR Sports Show. But we're going to be on out of here. Peace. See you next week.